Hello, everybody. This is Opposing the Matrix, and you've got Dave and Brian and Eric, and it is uh, the 16th of November, 2020, approximately 6.35, we'll call it, uh, in the evening here on the Pacific Coast, and uh, on the East Coast, it would be 9.35, and uh, Eric, it's 8.35 out by you. Hey, I got them all right. Hey, uh, first thing I want to do, and we didn't talk about this, guys, is that... Uh, I guess Jim Wilhelmson uh, was hosted a uh, a live real radio show the other day or yesterday. Uh, the yeah, the host was sick and he had to he had to do that. So kudos, they were you know congratulations to Jim that he got to do that. He's he's moving up in the yeah, world. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm happy for him. I really am. And so Jim, if you listen to this, we're we're proud of you, man. Just keep plugging along. And um, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. And. Um, so, and good news for us too is, you know, our audience is growing. We've, uh, within the past year, we've grown probably 200% at least, um, maybe even more. And, uh, and that's mostly downloads and that's okay. Downloads are okay because that means people are saving it and listening to it maybe multiple times. But, um, so tonight we've, we've picked to be a cornucopia night and, uh, what is a cornucopia? It's a horn of plenty, and basically in the, in the old times it was like a, a weaved um, basket that looked like a horn, and they would put um, apples and oranges, well, not oranges because they didn't have oranges in Europe, but apples and maybe peaches and different uh, items in there, and then they would bring it out and, and serve it to the people. So it, it's a mixed bag of things, we might as well say. So um, anyway, uh, so that's what we're going to do tonight, and uh uh, Eric, uh, why don't we start out? You you said you had um, read something by um, uh, Mark Taylor that he he came out with a new little prophetic uh, blurb. Sure, that you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah. To give some context, basically, you know, on the night of the election, you know, I I everybody had presumed that we we, we would just win in that night, and you know, th- this thing would start to roll on to what he's all be talking about that's actually going to be happening afterwards. But as we know, um, this is a battle for, you know, the control of the earth and Satan's not just going to roll over and give it up that easily. It's going to require a fight. Um, Everybody voted um, on election day. We did our part. We won. Um, But because of the fraud, um, in order to overcome that, it's going to require all of us, you know, the body of Christ and the army of God to uh, really get in a lot of prayer uh, on a daily day basis and do spiritual warfare to overcome this. And it is being overcome. I I prayed seven days before the election, and even on the night, you know, it showed that he lost. I continued to pray, and I've prayed every day since over it and all these voting fraud to get exposed. Um, and I will do that until he is installed in office right. and everybody else needs to get in that fight. But the big thing that Mark Taylor, you know, has been attacked and vilified and called false prophet and called, um, you know, all kinds of things, you know, um, you know, people are scared. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And basically he had this prophetic word to say um, that I'd like to be able to read on the air if that's okay. Yeah, sure enough. All right. It isn't. It, it isn't titled from uh, November fifth, twenty twenty. So it's a, a little bit old, but it you know it it's basically a couple days after the election, and it's called dethroning evil. So here we go. Okay. 
The Spirit of God says, the election, the election. Did I not say that my anointed Donald J. Trump would be my president? Did I not say that I would remove kings and raise up kings? I have raised up my anointed Donald J. Trump for such a time as this. Why is there panic? Why is there so much fear in my people? Do you not trust my plan? This election has already been won in the spirit. It now has to manifest in the natural. Spirit of God says, O you of little faith, do you not realize how big I am? Do you not realize how small your enemy is? I laugh at my enemies, especially those who think they occupy their throne. These evil thrones are ruled with pride and arrogance, saying no one can remove us. We are too powerful. The Spirit of God says, Ha! You will see one throne from another, not just fall, but destroyed and turned into ash. I, the Lord God, will build new ones, and I will occupy those thrones. These evil altars that are occupied by the kingdom of darkness will be destroyed, and they will be rebuilt by the altars of my light to be occupied by those that I choose. Judges, congressmen, and women, governors, mayors, anyone in leadership that is corrupt will be exposed one after another and brought down to nothing. The Spirit of God says... Sorry, I just scrolled a little bit here. The Spirit of God says, do not think that the church is immune from this judgment. From one leader after another, they will be exposed for leading my sheep astray. Woe to you leaders that call yourself mine, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Woe to you leaders that come in the name, in my name, but work for the kingdom of darkness. You walk in vain. Your pride and arrogance knows no bounds. You have taken advantage of my people for personal gain made monuments to mammon, made covenant with Baal, committed adultery, and have harmed my little ones long enough. Do you think I don't hear your whispers, see what goes on in your inner chambers? I have given you time and mercy to repent, and you have refused. For both prophet and priest are defiled. Jeremiah 23, repent. True repentance will save your soul, but it will not stop my justice from being carried out, and you shall be dethroned. Therefore, because the church just refused to come out of her and refused my mandate, you will see some um, close close their doors, their finances will dry up, and a mass exodus will take place. The, two, the true ecclesia uh, will be in their homes, the streets, the fields, the highways, and the byways. This is something that Jim has always echoed to me about, right. by the way. Uh, you will see signs, wonders, and miracles break out like never before. My ecclesia uh, is being established to rule and reign, and it will be the one true governing body to establish my kingdom on the earth. And that is wow. the of that. That's so that is powerful. A, that is a mouthful. But this is, yeah. that, this is basically what I have been echoing for quite some time. You know, every time things get tough, you know, the former Christianity we have is basically just to run, hide, and be pacified, even when the bullets are flying. Right. Now we really need to get in the fight and stand our ground, and not and, and and basically hold the line, put on that armor of God, and start praying in the spirit over all this thing, so we can overcome this stuff in the natural. That's uh, right. This is very very important. And like I've always said, you know, the 501c3, it's it's a corporation, it's a business that's top priority amongst the church and I, I've said it over and over on the show that judgment is coming to that system and things are going to start changing so mm-hmm. 
Very good. You know, yep. that kind of that kind of meshes in with what uh, Brian and I were talking about uh, the other day, because he he told me not long after the election, I think it was um, that uh, he had. Uh, well, Brian, you tell him about the feeling that you had or the impression that you felt the Lord was giving you. Yeah, I mean, um, it was really strong, and it's based not just the Lord impressing it upon me, which he did. It's also based upon things that are happening. One, a big one that I told, talked to Dave about is Trump. One of the, He's done many things, as we know, as a president, more than any president probably combined has done in four years. And one of the things he's done, and the, probably the most important thing he ever will do in his life, was moved uh, the uh, the embassy to Jerusalem as the capital. So he literally recognized Jerusalem as the capital of modern-day Israel, and every leader, Republican and Democrat, has failed to do that for 50 years. So that's huge. And the other thing he's doing, he's bringing peace to the region, but not really by dividing Israel. He's... He's bringing these nations together to make treaties with Israel, but it's not Israel's not giving up any land to do it. Uh-huh. He's making consent. He's it's all about trade and money. And right. you do this, and you're, you're going to get billions of dollars, and you'll trade with Israel. We'll trade with you. We'll give you security. So he's not dividing the land. It's uh, uh, you know, uh, like we say, Bush, even George W. Uh, he tried to divide the land. And matter of fact, he made a agreement with Israel to pull out of, uh, I think it was the Gaza at the time, and gave up the Gaza Strip, which is in southern Israel. And the very day the military, Israeli government, went in to pull its own citizens out of the homes, and when they would pull the people out of their homes, they would put, I think, a red, paint the door red with a, an X or a check. To indicate that the house was empty, the very same day that was happening, our government was going around and putting X's on doors in New Orleans after Katrina, saying that these houses were empty and nobody was in them. Huh. So the very moment, the very day, literally, that Israel was doing this, we were getting hit with Katrina. And huh. Katrina, if you go back and look, started forming out in the Atlantic the very day that Bush made this agreement with Israel. Right. And so is that an accident? Is that a coincidence? No. I mean, no. obviously, I, um, it says in Genesis uh, that those who try to divide the Holy Land or God's land, God will divide that, that country or that leadership. And even though George W. is uh, was an okay president, he was a Republican, he was ignorant, not not dumb, but just ignorant in the laws of God concerning the land. Trump, he's he's gone in there a little bit trying to negotiate in the very beginning of his term about you know dividing the land here, doing this and doing that, and he kind of gave up on it because it wasn't working. It won't work. It will right. never work. Uh-huh. And so now what he's done, he's gone to these other nations, and now um, he's he moved the the embassy to Jerusalem, just that alone, uh, right there, God's anointing is on his administration. Right. That's the best way I can say it. Um, and if 
if God is a God of his word, and I could be misinterpreting all this, um, he's going to win. He's going to win. Uh, just for that alone, he's going to win. Um, God seats people in power where he wants to seat them. And, and uh, if, if Biden would have won fair and square on a real election, you know, as hard as it would have been to take that, I would, you know, all of us would, would say, okay, he's the president. But right, obviously, that's right. Obviously, because we're good people, we accept we accept that we've always have. Mm -hmm. And so but because we're learning all this corruption that's going on and it's it's massive, as we as we all know, and Trump is finding more and more of it. um, Trump can't let the election go like this. He has to fight it. That's another reason I know he's going to be president, right? Because if he if he doesn't fight this and win um bye-bye america as we know it that's right it doesn't mean it doesn't mean the soviet tanks would be coming down the streets of la but it but it's going to start a process of the downfall of the country and so that's why i almost that's why i believe from just the 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 sheer point of the scripture of divide not dividing and making peace moving the embassy and what's going on politically with the Democrats, God is God sees it. He's going to vindicate Trump and he's going to win 100 percent. Right. Yeah. Um, so they had a plan, you know, the Agenda 21 plan. I think you guys are probably have some familiar with it. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But it's kind of a, like a rolling machine with them. Uh, it's, once they started rolling it, um, it's something that they couldn't really stop. And, you know, Trump was not one of the plan to be in. They had other people planned to be in office in order to, you know, execute on this. But well, Hillary Clinton, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically Hillary was supposed to be the finisher, and everything's screwed up now because of that, um, because Trump got in. But they can't stop the process that they have. It's all pre-staged, and apparently, they, for whatever reason, they can't stop it. They have to follow it. Um but their plan was what they call a global reset, and that is a couple of things. You know, oh, this mass uh, pandemic where they f- force an inoculation on you right. uh, in order to further their uh, globalist uh, depopulation um, effort. Not that I say all vaccines are bad. They're not. Um, there's probably some some good ones, but when you – you know, want to create something real quick and force everybody to take it mandatory, you know, that there's a cause for concern there. Um, the other thing is they want to, you know, lock everything down, collapse all the small businesses so that the large corporations, you know, ones that are tied into this globalist NWO have full control over everything. And then they were going to collapse the financial system and then, um, you know, reset the system with their, you know, new world order currency, their one world currency. Right. And, um, right. I think you guys can probably agree with that. Oh, um, yeah. And then with that, yep. you, you, they would absolve all your, your current debt that you have. You'd be debt free. Um, but you would have to basically sign over your humanitarian rights as a citizen right. to whatever they tell you to. And if you refuse to do that, well, it's off to the camp for you. Right. And that's and right. That, that was a plan. But that plan, the way I understand it, 
um, is going to be denied. Uh-huh. So the NWO, their deep population agenda, the implementation of this has been denied right. um, so that Trump can, you know, basically lay the groundwork and foundation for, um, you know, making America great, uh, getting the enemy off of our back, allowing um, the end time remnant of believers um, to come together and to uh, begin a process of that end time harvest um, starting in the United States. I personally believe that will start in Michigan, in Detroit, like Jim Wilhelmson has always said. It will start from there and spread out from there across the country and throughout the world to prepare that end time harvest before the real end time events come, which is the um, the UFO alien end time deception, Satan's end time deception. Right. So, yeah, the return of the Nephilim. As Chuck, yeah. So uh, and I Chuck right and, and I you know from my standpoint, the way I see it, I believe that the the eschatology events, end time events that are commonly taught in traditional Christianity, we are about to go through the, kind of through that process to, to, to kind of fulfill those. You know, think you know, thinking that you know that's the end times exactly, but it's actually kind of like the phase one event, and then the the real phase two comes a little further down the line where it's it's all centered around you know this UFO alien deception. But mm-hmm. that's kind of how I currently see it playing well, it's, out. Well, it's a multifaceted I, lie, yeah, for sure. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I was reading, and uh, one of the QAnons had posted uh, almost like a, in a uh, poker game. So you want to you want to um, you want to parley up a, uh, a what are the um, reset, huh? He says, "Well, I'm going to throw in a reawakening. Let's go." <laughs> you know, you you yeah. willing to wage? Well, you know, and uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead and finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, you know, that that is one word that. And I'm going to give you an example of another thing that happened, too. I was listening to a um, a, a video that was sent to me by a cousin of mine. And, um, I, you know, she, she's a nice Christian and everything, but I think that she, you know, the, the sermon is a little off. Let's just put it that way. And and it was about the vaccination that's coming out and about how it's it's an RNA vaccination and how it can change your DNA and it can change, you know, they're trying to change us into something different. And I agree with all that stuff. Okay. And, but it really started to get weird toward the end. Uh, they started talking about, uh, it, it really went, it, it went from kind of like, um, scary science to new age. And they were using terms like vibratory level and, and, you know, they're going to change. She she was she was arguing not my cousin but the, in the video this doctor was arguing that they're trying to change us into something different, but then she was talking about how how the the spirit of the universe is trying to change us into something different, change us from carbon Oops. life from carbon life forms into diamond life forms, and oh, you know and, and going into all this stuff and I'm like you know this was really good up until a certain point. And then all of a sudden it just went off the wacko job, you know. So when I when I hear words like awakening, that is that has been a new age term for the last fifty years. And so you know, I just and I, I realize it isn't a, a, an awakening because people are being woken up. 
but I just wish that there was a different word that we could use. When I hear Great Awakening, I think of a, a New Age rapture or a New, a new Age, uh, the New World Order, you know, because yeah. there's going to be a Luciferian, um, uh, you know, there's going to be, they're going to force you to, to take a Luciferian oath, basically. And it'll be real well, easy to do if your RNAs change. And, you know. Yeah, I think the Great Awakening requires context, you know. Yeah. The word or phrase alone could be, you know, definitely determined as being new age. Um, mm-hmm. But the, often the sentence structure around most of this stuff with QAnon gives me the indication it's not actually new age in itself, even though I, I do agree with you, Dave. Um, there is some area of concern with that particular phrase, but it's more of a concept of waking people up to the truth as to what it, what has actually been going on. Right, um, right. It's kind of like... You know, it's not so as the people are under judgment, it's the uh, leadership and the systems that are over the people that have basically blinded the vast majority of people um, to the things that have been going on behind their scenes that they're not aware of. So through this process, the Lord is going to disrupt and remove those pieces, right, Uh so that you can see the truth for real, but then... After that time, the responsibility really falls to you and I and every every person because you're going to see the things as they truly are. So the decision whether you're going to go into the camp um, right. that's with the Lord or the camp that's with the enemy, you know, Satan, um, that's going to be your choice. Um, you're going to see the you know the things as they are and have to make that decision as to which camp you're going to. You're going to be a sheep. Or a goat, a wheat, or a tear. And we're going to be divided into two camps as we approach upon the end. And we always knew that was going to happen. So Right, right. Mm-hmm. Weird time's coming. Huh. Yeah. It is. It's, I, yeah. I, uh, I pinch myself almost every day thinking, wow, this is happening. This uh-huh. is real. Not that I'd ever doubt that it was real. I just always just kind of assume... I would have a little more time. Yeah. But well, I yeah. I've decided I have have to amend my thought prep pattern on that and realize that um, the time no longer seems to be on our side uh, in terms of this world. Um, just even in my job occupation working in IT, I I see that from all the various technologies I work with. Um, you know, I've come to the reality is that we're really built, building the end time, you know, Antichrist B system. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no way I, I can put it, you know, even though you can use these tools for good and they are to some degree, you know, especially with things like um, cloud computing, which, you you know, our audience probably is not really familiar with that. And maybe you guys aren't either, but it's basically where you move all your computer equipment into this infrastructure that is owned and operated controlled by Amazon or Microsoft or these oh, yeah. larger corporations. But here's the problem. Once you get all your stuff in there, you're kind of entrapped with right. your, your data and it's, it, it costs lots of money to get it back out and they make it really kind of a, a, a prison to do anything. If you know, you decide you don't want your stuff in there. So, but I always knew it was going to be the end time, you know, antichrist, you know, beat a beast Skynet, you know, system in place because they want to control and dominate everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that very, very clearly. 
and it, and it, and it grieves me in my heart that I'm, you know, I, I love technology because it can definitely be used for, um, for good things. Right. Right. Even like we're doing yeah. right now with this, uh-huh. but yet here we got, um, you know, you know, the, all this, nef- this various things going on with, you know, automation and eliminating jobs and all this type of thing. And then, um, eventually, you know, with all the, the wireless technology and 5g, you know, they're going to be able to, you know, monitor and video cam and, you know, track everybody exactly where they are. There's, there'll be nowhere to hide. Um, you know, and we know that the end game is to use that system. Satan wants that system in place at the end. And that's obviously to, to really track and hunt, you know, us down, you know, when they lose their war in heaven and then they spill out of the eternal realm um, amongst men um, for that UFO and alien deception. So that's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. Hey, Brian, what about a Southern California report? What's going on down there? I, I just was curious. And then we can do an Oregon report. And I, I, I don't know about a South Dakota report. You guys seem to have your, your acting in, in pretty good order. Well, I'd like <laughs> I love to talk about that a little bit, but let's, let's go ahead and have Brian talk about California, yeah, okay. and then uh-huh. I will talk about South Dakota. All right. Go ahead, yeah, Brian. Yeah, I, I want to also piggyback on some of what you guys have been talking about um, okay. again, in California. Um, I think with the end times, obviously we're in the end times. We've been in it for a while. It's getting worse or better, depending on how you look at it. Um, that... The Democrats and the liberals, which are and, – and their policies are not godly policies, obviously, um, come from a different power than what we have. And that power, that evil power, wants to just take over completely. But I, I remember – I was reminded of a verse in, in the scriptures. I'm trying to find it, remember where it's at. But it, it basically says that – the evil one, the Antichrist, cannot be revealed until the restrainer is removed. Right. And there's different views on that, but uh, everybody pretty much agrees it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a lot of people also think it's the Holy Spirit himself, but also Holy Spirit living in individuals, Christians. Right. Because there's a lot of people in power in our country that are believers, like a, a Ted Cruz, a Mike Pence. You know, different ones that they know the Lord. I mean, they really do. And so uh, those guys and those women hold what, because of the power they've been given, hold things back. I guess what I'm saying is with our country and what's going on, even if Biden wins, it's not going to be an easy show for the liberals and for the left and for the communist regime that's going to take over because there's too many people living in America that don't want to go that way and that love our country. They're either believers and know the Lord in their heart or they're God fearing good people uh-huh. and they're not going to go along with this. And so I think until um, the, the influence of believers is removed from the earth, uh, either pre-trib, mid-trib or post-trib, however you want to believe until that happens, we have a fighting chance for America still. Right. I think right. you know that's the that's the biggest thing here is you know I yeah. you know when Trump wins I, I I had wondered how how is he going to fight the system you know with all this globus uh, influence and the only way I can really you know and I and I may not be 100% correct on this but we are going to have to have some kind of reset 
And that yeah. is, you know, we've always talked about a rapture of believers. Um, some will be called to call, go home, and then some of us will be called to go through the Great Tribulation. Neither is wrong, in my opinion. Um, people have different opinions on it a little bit. Um, but also a phony counter-rapture by Satan himself for the globalist and New Agers in the basically, you know, the people that we see on TV that are doing all that bad stuff, they're really just the puppets. It's the people that are standing behind them that we're not seeing. We don't know all of them. We know Soros has influence. There's probably more. But I I really, really think at some point here, you know, in his, Trump's second term, maybe it's before it, maybe it's, you know, during it sometime, this phony rapture may may happen at some point where they're removed and then it's just full bore, you know, make America great. You know, we have the military style tribunals against all these, you know, people like Hillary and the Obamas and all this stuff. Right. And, you know, we, we have the prisons, you know, prepared for that. And that, you know, again, Mark Taylor's always echoed that, you know, we'll have military style tribunals that the entire world will see. And, you know, there's going to be no no room for um, denying what's going on. You're, it's going to be bigger than Nuremberg. The whole world will get to see it. So, again, you'll have yeah. no choice to see it for what it is and then make a decision as to what camp you're going to stand in. Right. But it's going to have it's going to have to take something big um, to really shake things. Um, mm-hmm. So and I know maybe you guys don't necessarily agree with the timing of the rapture or, or when it will happen. I well, it's going to happen. Like, that's all that matters. <laughs> right. And, I, and that's kind of what I yeah. what I go to, you know, whether you're you're, you're pre or mid or post or whatever. Um I just, you know, it's just important to recognize that there's there's there has to be some kind of trigger event to basically throttle these guys and get them out of the way. Right. Um, right. And it's almost like an, a divine intervention um, mm-hmm. to basically set the table for, you know, the events that have to follow after that. So. Yeah. Brian, did you did you want to continue or? Um, yeah, I just. I, I totally agree, and, and I think the rapture would be the trigger event because when you've got, I don't know, I don't know the numbers of believers in the world, but it's in the hundreds of millions for sure. You have, let's say, let's just say a billion people disappear instantly. That's a pretty good trigger. Talk uh-huh. about chaos. Talk about yeah. fear. People looking for their loved ones. Economies will collapse overnight, including ours. Chaos will be everywhere. Yeah, for a while. When, yep. That's right. And that's when a leader will show up, uh, Antichrist, and will kind of calm everything down, bring some kind of calmness and leadership, and that's what will do it. But what's uh, we're seeing the preparation for all that with our tech, what you mentioned, Eric, about the technology, that's totally prepped for that. And then on top of that, the whole um, – just the, the mentality of everybody on the left and the fear-mongering and actually not even the left, uh, including the church, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, our churches are, are afraid of our governors and afraid of our mayors and and, and, and just our assembly uh, men and women. They're afraid. Very, to, very I mean, effectless cowards. I mean, um, about, I went to a men's thing at my church for the first time in six months about three weeks ago, a men's uh, – 
weekend thing. It was supposed to be a retreat up in the mountains, but because of COVID, we were in a tent in our church parking lot. And I'm sitting there just shaking my head because why are we in this parking lot? And we and we can't take our masks off to sing. And uh, I started thinking, what does God think about that? Right. We, we can't we can't sing to him with with our masks on. I, I mean, he must be up in heaven just shaking his head, going, "Come on, guys, are you afraid of Governor Newsom? Or are you afraid of me? You right. Know, what are you afraid of? You know. Uh-huh. I mean, and so California to go back now down here. They're gonna not. They're not gonna shut the whole state down, but a, a lot of counties are gonna shut down, including the one I'm in. They haven't done it yet, but in the beginning they shut all the beaches. Everything was shut down except Walmart and except right. the liquor stores and the pot stores. They were open. Oh yeah. So they're essential. I mean, I, they're essential. If I'm talking, if I'm talking condescending right now, it's on purpose. Right. So, and. It's that's what's coming again. It's because of this huge surge. But the thing is, the testing sites hardly have anybody going through the testing sites. Right. So I'm wondering where these tests are going. And then, um, as you know, uh, you probably saw in the news, Elon Musk got tested. He got tested four times and two times he was positive and two times he was negative. And so he, he he actually came out yesterday and talked about this. It's on the news. You can look it up on your phone actually right yep. now if you want. I, I actually wow. saw that Twitter post. Yeah, and he, and so he says, well, what is it? Is it positive? Is it negative? And so he's calling the whole question about the testing. So right. obviously um, what needs to happen to, until the Lord comes back, if we want to keep our country the way it is, what needs to happen, first of all, in my opinion, the church needs to wake up and start pushing back big time. The other thing that needs to happen is America needs to wake up. The rest of America, the good people, the, there's Democrats out there who voted for Trump. All these people need to push back by writing their congressmen, women, um, protesting peacefully, whatever it takes, going to their pastors and telling them, uh, we need to worship like God has called us to worship. He called Moses to worship at the mountain with Israel. Uh, and he didn't call for them to wear masks and have social distancing in Mount Sinai. It doesn't say that in the scriptures. And so that's what, in my opinion, people need to push back. And Gavin, or, uh, Gavin Newsom feels emboldened because nobody's really pushing back. And I don't know if you guys heard this on the news, but he, you know, he had a birthday party for somebody on his staff, and they rented a restaurant in napa california it's the most expensive restaurant in america and um they have like three levels of meals the cheap meal the medium meal the expensive meal the expensive meal is 800 dollars a plate wow and he rented this place had 15 or so people in there maybe a little more not social distancing and no mass and he got caught right so uh-huh. and I don't know if he's so come rules, out of rules for us, but no rules for him. Yeah, and he was on the news today down here talking about lockdowns and wearing masks. They're going to save yep. lives. Same so, thing with Thanksgiving and Christmas. They don't want you to have Thanksgiving or Christmas, so yeah. they'll shut you down, but then they'll go ahead and have theirs. So. I mean, I, it's so bad down here. Uh, my wife and my 14-year-old son, they want us, our immediate family, to wear masks when we have Thanksgiving. Right. 
and not right. counting anybody. And we can only have one other family come in with us, no more than I think six or seven. And so I, I hope whoever listens to this realizes this is a bunch of BS. You guys were being had. We're being manipulated and fear-mongered for a disease that's less deadly than the seasonal flu. And there right. is science to back it up. And I would suggest, and you guys already know this, but anybody who li- listens to this, go and do some real research about this. Go uh-huh. and look up all the – and it's obvious we're being lied to. And until the church really wakes up, which I, I don't know if it is. I mean, I'm really it, starting it's, to wonder. It's, it's not – like Mark Taylor's word echoed, basically the – Corporate church in America, the end of the corporate structured church is coming to an end. It's over. Yeah, yeah okay. I believe that. Because, because you can see that it's to, not that there aren't some outliers out there. There are, but too many um, are just, you know, because you're tied into the 501c3, you are tied to the bail system. Therefore, you're, you're going to be blinded, which does make it interesting as to why even there's still some people within the church that can kind of see what's going on, but the leadership can't see it. They're right. blinded. They're arrogant. You know, um, can't or you know. won't Eric can't or won't. That's well, the question I've got. Well, they, they won't because that means they have, you know, again, the, the, it's, the it's water's going to dry up. Right. And just like I said, that it's always a business model. And I don't know how exactly how they'll dry up. It, it could be just um, the repeal of the Johnson Amendment or the, the amending of that amendment so that uh, churches are tax exempt. Well, churches are tax ex- exempt without the 501c3. It's That's just the, right. whole, it's the whole mechanism of you donating money and you getting a tax write-off for your mutual benefit on your taxes. Right. And see, if that changes – that will automatically expose the intent of the heart right there because yeah, we have right. a lot of prominent True. business people that use that um, to leverage um, you know, tax savings. Well, you take that away, they, may, they probably won't desire to even do that. That is one, maybe one option as to how that could actually end up happening as far as the church is actually collapsing. Well, you know, that, but, you know, Eric, you could look at it another way, too. That could clean up the church because the minute oh, yeah. that that happens, those people are going to leave, and you could put reputable people into the offices of those churches you could. who might make it run right. What? Well, you <laughs> know right. what? You, you in the, I, I do think in a lot of smaller churches you will definitely see that. Uh, where you're going to really see the problem is in the mega church model. Um, it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah, and it could be a combination of what I'm saying, and it could be a combination of the 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 reset that's coming. You know, this this rapture, right? Um, where basically all of a sudden you got a lot of people just of the population that are now gone, and that's so disruptive and so damaging that the traditional way of doing churches um, has to be uh, changed. Much like Mark Taylor has always said, you know, the rise of the home church, um, the yeah. rise of uh, the highways and byways. And, um, you know, I tell you what, I'm ministering to people at my work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I have been. I, I have been filling everybody in as to what's been going on and where we're at and people that want to know. And that's it may be turned into similar things, smaller groups, smaller organizations. You may still see some churches. You will. Um, I, I want to rule them all out. But, you know, the, the days of the, the corporate 
uh, structured church are coming to an end. Right. They you just know, are. And I've, I've been using this as a um, um, an advantageous to me, too. And uh, I, when maybe one of my coworkers will be listening to this. I've been talking back and forth to him. And he wrote to me, and he, he was looking at the election, and he goes, something doesn't seem right. And he, this guy's a Democrat. Uh, something doesn't seem right. Something stinks, you know. And I, so I, I don't say very much. I just said, here, check out Newsmax and check out. Um, uh, there's another one I sent him a link to, and uh, and I says, and, and you know, make your own determination, you know. And and what I think is very important is that um, we show people that in this political day and age and this system anyway this whole earthly system there's no hope there you know when when you when you get reach a crescendo or a mountaintop there's always a valley you got to go down into again there's no flat land and i think that's what when god makes a new heaven and a new earth that it, it says there's no mountains and i think that's that, that means a lot of things and i think it means uh you know everything's going to be flat and you don't have to climb up and then, there won't be a wave cycle to moods and there won't be a wave cycle to to a lot of different things it'll just be flat and plain and clear you know but um so i what, what i uh, i'm trying to do is just to say here now this is what some people are saying look at it tell me what you think and then when they come to me later on and they say okay what is the reason that you have a piece about this? I can say this is why I have a piece about this. All of this stuff is is bupkis, you know. It, in in the in the eternal scheme of things, it matters nothing, nothing at all. And we have to get the eternity part all straightened out now, so that when eternity finally comes for all of us. You know, we, we will be ready for it and we will have made the right choice to go to the right place. You know, so I think it's, I think it's part of a process. And I think in the churches, it's going to come to that too. You know, it's going to be okay. Well, you know, I, believe me, it would, it would bring me great joy to see the Benny Hins, the, the Kenneth Copelands, the, oh, that Schlemiel down, uh, Joel Olstein. Uh, yeah. and everybody else, they would, I would love to see those guys cave and also the mega churches too, because they're nothing but idols to man's, man's, um, glory. You know? Take this also into account, Dave, you know, even though these mega church pastors, um, you know, a lot of them will be brought down, but also remember this, there may be some that turn it around. Uh-huh. And so we got to be aware of that as well, because we don't know how this is all going to work out. It's not like, you know, they're all going to be crushed and the Lord may be done with them. It's possible that some might actually repent. And, um, you oh, know, of course, yeah, And we have to be aware of that as well. I'm not not that I want to just write them off automatically. Chances are, you know, it's probably they're, they're going to be written off. But still, there'll be some that kind of, you know, turn the ship around um do right. the right thing you know right. once once they're faced with the music so that's something we also have to rec you know uh remind us ourselves of. so yeah hey brian somebody put on here uh we were you were talking about newsome they put they call him new Cellini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's oh, pretty that's good right. that's good like so, that. gonna, yeah that was good Ahead, so I do have a co-worker that's actually on our live chat right now, or at least posted something. Uh, uh -huh. Brian Kirschman, he's actually a, a, a 
a friend of mine at at work. So, oh, hey, Brian. Just like I was, just like I was mentioning earlier, he's probably obviously a lot was listening to this show live. He watch, he listens all the time as far as what he tells me. So I yeah, he sent something. Whether, he sent a smiley yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know whether to believe him or not, but now that I see his smiley face, I confirm that he actually does listen to the show. So <laughs> that's funny. Well, with a name like Brian, he must be really handsome and smart. So oh I yeah, d- yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. He says, hey, oh. Yeah. It's spelled a little hey, different, hey, but hey, yeah, it's the hi. same thing. <laughs> oh goodness! So, you know, it's funny that you know we're we're leading into uh, in this conversation we're really, we're leading into kind of who's really in charge, and um, you know when you and and somebody mentioned that a lot of these people are puppets, and they are they're puppets, and there's there's puppeteers that are in the unseen world that um, that control these people, and I don't have Ephesians six called up. But it talks about uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, powers, rulers, principalities, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. And um, for one, and and somebody brought it up here. Where where was it? One of the uh, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if it's okay to say. I'm not going to say women's names on here because I don't know if they like that or not. So, uh, but her name first initials K. Um, and she says, I think a few of those guys might not be human. And you know what? I, I have to totally agree. Uh, yep. we were, I was talking with somebody the other day on the phone and they said, um, have you ever looked at, uh, Joe Biden's eyes? Uh, sometimes they, they appear to be human and sometimes they don't appear to be human. And then a matter of fact, the Joe Biden that I see today is different than the Joe Biden pictures that I see from 10 years ago. Yes, he's older. But the nose is different. Joe, Joe Biden used to have a pointy nose. This one has a rounded nose at the end. Uh, the earlobes are different. The old Joe Biden had detached earlobes. This one has attached earlobes. And those are things that don't change. Okay, yeah. Some will argue, yeah, the nose gets bigger as you get older. But it doesn't change shape. It does not change shape. It doesn't go from pointy to curved. Unless you get a nose job. You know, well, but some of them might. So, yeah, yeah. But and then there's the whole thing with the black eyes, the uh, the Illuminati black eyes, you know, and stuff like that. Well, we've seen so, that with Kamala, black oh, eyes. Yeah. And you know what? Another question that somebody brought up today is if Kamala really thinks she has won and how come she hasn't resigned from the Senate? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to be sure, right? <laughs> if you aren't sure, then I uh, better not resign. Well, so, you know, Dave, you bring up uh, about Biden. My wife Loretta, a month ago or a couple of months ago, was talking about during the debates. She goes, "This isn't the same guy. This is a different guy." She even said, "Every really? time she sees him, she she would say, this is at least for two months now, that's a double." Okay, that's really? the real Biden. No, that's not the real Biden. She thought it was a double. Uh-huh. And she mentioned the same thing with the chin, the nose, the ears, the jaw. He's yeah, I think they have cl- I, I kind of think they have clones, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But probably well, another topic for another time, maybe. We, that, we, know, we know they have the technology to do that. You know, uh, remember uh, when Hillary did her little stumbling act into the van? And yeah. uh, and they and they rushed her to her house instead of taking her to a hospital. They rushed her to her house. Well, you come to find out that she's got basically her own little hospital the next floor up. Um, well, yeah, then she he, had like a power pack or something on her chest. Uh, one of the yeah debates, you know. Yeah, 
I don't know what it was. It was keeping her alive or uh, who knows what it is, but. Yeah, it, but, you know, so anyway, she, she goes in there, right, with two or three Secret Service agents, comes out a half hour later without any wow. Secret Service agents and walks to a car and gets in and leaves. The, yeah. the pres- the, anybody that's running for president does not, does not leave, go anywhere without Secret Service accompaniment. Yeah. Okay, now, so that, that proves something right there for me. Yeah, so wow. it, it could be a stunt double, too. You know, uh-huh. I have to at least disclose that. With I know what you're talking about. That could be a stunt double that was actually coming out of that building. Uh, yeah. You know, after Hillary had her, you know, collapse. But um, again, there could be clones. Um, they talk about, you know, cloning stations and stuff and making multiple replica copies of, you know, you know, they get rid of the original and, you know, use the uh, the clones to get their job done. So. Yeah, well, if Brian hasn't heard this one, I'm talking about the Brian that works with you. <laughs> um, you know, we we um, we assume every once in a while that perhaps that well, I don't even assume. I say it, but there's other people that allude to it that um, you know they have the technology to to create a, a race of people actually if they wanted to. Um, and, and it's my my conviction that this whole UFO abduction uh, experience has been going on, um, you know, for actually, you know, if you if you read Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures by William Michael yep. Mott, he he says that this has been going on throughout the centuries and even the millennia. Yeah. And uh, even even um, I think it's uh, Peter, or was it Paul, said that uh, women should wear uh, should have a a covering over them, meaning a husband or a father, uh, on account of the angels. Right. You know, and 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 we know that from from Genesis six and from some writings in Jared yeah. and, and and stuff that the angels were up to some hanky panky before and after the flood, and uh, and that they they created Nephilim. But uh, so if they if they were able to do that. You know, five thousand years ago, I'm sure that you know they're they're able to do it today. And and I my, my firm belief is that that's what all this UFO stuff has been about these abductions. Because what do they always take? They take the men's sperm and the woman's egg. Right. Always. And, uh, it's always always around uh, sensory and reproductive organs. And it's interesting, you know, often you know through that abduction process, just for the audience, you know, they they take the people and often you know the woman's impregnated and then she's sent back and then she's taken again and now she's no longer pregnant but then she's taken back and she's shown shown a, a child that looks you know kind of a a cross br- uh, breed of you know gray and human but then they'll see a combination of other children that are more and more closer looking um to human than they are gray right um, and right so they're they're cross breeding back and forth to get an end product that you know that shell to hide in um, well, so they can blend the populace. When when I was down in Roswell one year, I think it was the last year uh, that Jim and I were there together. Um, uh, the year before this, uh, and a couple, and the year before that, this guy came up to us, and he was dressed in this. You know, you could tell he was from Texas because he had this big Texas shirt on with long sleeves, you know, and everything. Really big burly guy, you know, and come to find out that he was a cousin of Travis Walton, you know, uh, from Fire in the Sky, and. Um, so one day, um, the year before the last year that we were at, you know, had booths down there, um, I offered him some, uh, literature and he took our literature, but I went to give him some anti-alien stickers, you know, the face with the line through it. 
And he gave them right back to me. He goes, I don't want these. These these guys make us money. And I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. You know, well, the next year he comes up and he's got this packet of, of eight and a half by 11 papers that are all typed out. And I swear that thing was two inches thick. And it was his account of how he was a human alien hybrid, how it had been revealed to him over the last year that his mother had been taken and that she, you know, she was uh, impregnated and that he was the result and that he was here to save mankind and the whole nine yards. And I'm like, whoa. So see, just saying that these guys make us money, you're putting yourself in league with these beings, right? And 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 they're like, okay, well now we you know, we can use this guy, you know. Here's, here's, he's, a, here's a deal though on that, Dave. You know, for him to say that out loud like that almost makes me think that he's not. Right, right. I, I think so too. These, yeah. These things have basically, like Jude has mentioned, you know, that you know the twice dead plucked up by the roots, clouds without right. water. You know, they, they, they he have, he would have you know, known since he was a little boy. Yeah. 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 But but he was he he's being used as a propaganda propaganda machine, basically, and uh, they've convinced him. I'm sure they've convinced him that you know that that that's the truth. But um, uh, so uh, the thing is that we had uh, I had brought some people down from California with me, and some of them were teenagers. Uh, you know they, they came with their parents and other other leaders of our church, and um, so the girls were walking around, and so this guy had them cornered. And, uh, um, uh, it was funny cause I, yeah, that was the last, yeah, that was 2008 cause Lourdes was there and Lourdes saw it. She says, Oh, I'm going to go over there, you know? And I said, what are you going to do? Well, I said, I said, maybe that's a good idea because they, you know, he's actually, he had them kind of halfway cornered to when he was preaching his gospel to them. So she went over there and she just read him the riot act. You leave these kids alone. You don't talk to them. You know, and he just cowered and walked away, you know, and, but, um, it just goes to show you that they are so deceived. Even the ones that aren't, you know, are, are so deceived that they think that they are, um, you know, a progeny of, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we've talked many times about how the 200 million man army, you know, is, is not a group of Chinese that come out of the pit. It's, it's right. a, uh, it's a, uh, it's an army of, of basically uh, humans that have been created soulless and they're inhabited by demons. And uh, if you've ever, I, I had Gordy uh, Tong of all people on the phone last night. And uh, if you've ever talked with Gordy Tong, he, he, he can talk a lot. And I'm glad because he's more of a conversationalist than me. And we yeah, need to have him stop. Yeah, we did have him on really soon. But, um, you know, he's told us stories about, you know, people that have, you know, he's he's witnessed and others have witnessed that, you know, you walk by them in the park and their eyes all of a sudden change to lizard eyes and then change back or they hiss at you or or something like that. You know, so we know that these things are either shapeshifters or they are actually Nephilim who have, uh, you know, have human bodies, but have the souls of uh, the, the departed Nephilim that uh, which is what demons are. They're the the souls of the uh, Nephilim that were killed before the flood and, and probably afterwards too. But um, anyway, it's just, it's just fascinating that, you know, we, so we, we've got the, the invisible characters that are running things, but now we're, we're starting to see more and more of the visible that are 
direct puppets or maybe direct progeny of uh of the invisible you know and um and and you know they will eventually and it is god's plan you know it, this world has to become so utterly wicked and cruel and 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 devilish that he has to come back and save it you know he's he said that if you know he's he's even going to accelerate his time because he said if if i hadn't shortened the time if the time wasn't shortened that no flesh would be saved you know and and so you know we yeah, know I can that see it's yeah, I can too. And uh, it, yeah, it's it's going to happen. And and so you know, we you and I and 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 Brian and the listeners here that are are typing and others that will listen later and stuff, we we'd rather not see it in our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see the Lord come back in my lifetime. Yes, but I all the mayhem and all the um all the stuff that's going to go on, you know, um However long we're going to be here to see that, I don't know. But um, I, I, I'd rather not put up with that and see it. But uh, you know, we got we got to realize that we're in His hands and that it's His plans that are going down. And that um, you know, this this has been written since before the the foundation of the heavens and the earth, and um, that it will happen. And and the best we could do is forestall it um, by by. By uh, acts of you know, be acting righteousness. I think that a revival pushes things back. Okay, it really does. It uh, uh, if it wasn't for Martin Luther's revival, and believe me, I'm not a big fan of Martin Luther. Um, but uh, you know, we we'd still be uh, kneeling uh, and genuflecting at the Catholic Church. You know, or, or it would have taken mm-hmm. much longer for for uh, for a revival to happen in the Protestant Reformation, perhaps another two or three hundred years. But um, so I do give him some credit for for getting the ball rolling. But um, anyway, uh, so it's we we have to pray for revival because if Trump is is doing a lot, um, but uh, I think he's he's doing it so that uh, there's a clear delineation between good and evil, and we're seeing that. Boy, are we seeing that? Um, you know, I, I read a, an article the other day. Um, and this guy said that I guess he was in D.C. and um, there was these two gals that were kind of stranded. Their ride hadn't come yet, and so he goes, "Well, why don't we walk over there to the restaurant?" He says, "And you know, we can call from there, and maybe your boyfriend can come get you." So they went over there. Well, they couldn't get into the restaurant, so they but they had a cell phone and they called the boyfriend. Well, anyway, while they were walking to the restaurant, a crowd of Antifa had come together uh, a block away. And the cops, there was two motorcycle cops restraining them. And um, the cops moved out of the way and the crowd started to come down the street. Well, they, <laughs> you know, the, the Antifa guys saw these three people. They'd obviously been to the Million Man March and um, started throwing throwing glasses at them and everything else. They're really assaulting them with, with throwing objects. And the police just stood there. And so when the boyfriend finally finally arrived, the crowd had moved on, but the, there was a policeman there, and the policeman walked up to the guy's car, and so he had a club in there, and he had it in there for his own protection because he knew what was going on. And um, they arrested him. They didn't arrest the, the evil people that were throwing the rocks and, and bottles and everything else or whatever else they were throwing, but they arrested the one guy who had a club who didn't even have his hand on the club, and it just goes to show you that uh, what is that scripture? Woe, woe to when men call good evil and evil good. And yeah. and that's what we're seeing these days. We're seeing that 
you know, the police want all the support from the public, and, and, and the support is going to come from the Trump supporters. So they want all the support from the public, yet they'll sit there and they'll they'll just watch as this crowd is assaulting these three people, two women and a guy, you know, and then and then arrest the boyfriend for having a club in his car, you know. Uh, it's it's I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, when when um, I think it was General Cornwallis when he was marching off after he had signed a surrender. Um, the band in the British Army played a song called The World Turned Upside Down. And that's that should be the theme song nowadays, uh, a lot of times at some of these events, because everything is backwards. Or, you know, somebody who say bass uh, backwards or something like that, you know, um, because it's the normal things that we were brought up to think is normal and, and good and kind and everything else are now seen as evil and wicked and and the and the garbage that we always were taught not to do is is seen as um as okay you know and it's it's just totally befuddling but then just when you get worked up about that you know all of a sudden this wave comes over that like brian was talking about he he talked about the peace that he felt when he had that feeling you know and that wave comes over you and it's okay I've got everything under control. And you said it too, um, Eric, you know, that uh, God's got it all under control and that he's working it out and everything else. And, well, I'll tell you, if it wasn't for that that wave of the Holy Spirit that comes over you when that happens, um, I don't know how worldly people do it. I really don't. And I really don't want to find out. But, um, uh, you know, how they can see all this turmoil going on and have no hope and have no idea of what's going on or what's going to happen it just totally befuddles me and um i just uh i just pray i pray more for worldly people than i do for believers anymore because um you know they they're the ones that uh you know the turmoil that they must be experiencing inside you know you know why is this being allowed to happen how is it happening you know, and I'm sure God gets the blame a lot of times. How could a God that loves so many people let this go on? Well, you know, mm-hmm. if, he, if he came down and put an end to it right now, we'd be called a dictator, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just like Trump is called for trying to bring justice around. So um, anyway, he's got to let people play out things so that people can realize how wicked people really are so that people can, you know... I don't know about you guys, but I was a pretty evil person when I was a teenager. You know, I hated people for no reason, smoked a lot of dope, um, you know, and everything else. And, and until the day that the Lord just laid it out right in front of me, how wicked and evil I was. And I went, my God, that's me. You know, and, and, and I remember clear as day, like it was yesterday. Um, I I said something to some guy. He was a Vietnam vet, and he could have probably torn me limb from limb, but he didn't do it. So I think he was a believer. But um, I said something, and I can't remember what it was. And he, he looked at me. He goes, he goes, why are you treating me this way? He says, I didn't do anything to you. And, boy, you know, that just really hit me upside the head like a, somebody with a two-by-four swinging it like a bat, you know. And, and I went home that day and I was like, man, I am really wicked. I'm a really wicked, vile person, you know, and that's what one of the things that the Lord used to show me my heart and and help me to realize that, um, 
you know, I, I was broken and I needed to be fixed really bad. <laughs> so, um, sometimes these things have to happen. Um, outside sources have to come in to show people how, how wicked human, humankind is. And other times, uh, God does it on a personal level, you know, to show people, uh, their own wickedness and how their heart is because change doesn't happen unless it happens in the heart, you know, and, um, and until it happens in the heart, there's no change. And, um, we, we have to realize that, that we, um, that our hearts can be changed and that there's only one person that can do that. And that's Jesus or Yeshua. You know, it's, um, and it's, it's going to take, I think, a little more violence. I think, I think when it, when Trump gets back into office and, and the arrests start and people start finding out about all this pedophilia that's been going on when, in the high ranks of government, um, and all the, uh, the corruption that's been going on with, with the, ele- not just the election, but, you know, uh, meddling in the elections of other countries, um, fighting in wars that we not necessarily have to be there. Um, uh, you know, it, and it finally all comes to light and, and that ray of those clouds roll away and that light comes out and shines down on all the wickedness that people realize, wow, man, we, we need some help, you know, help us, God. And that's when we'll be able to help, you know, jump in and say, okay, well, here, you know, I've been sitting on this answer for a while because you guys didn't want it. But if you want it, here we go. You know, and we'll be like uh, Elijah on the mountain with the prophets of Baal and, uh, and all of Israel will see, well, people being Israel, you know, we'll see the um, the wickedness of uh, that that whole system, and they'll come around and and change their ways and want to know God. There, there says there's going to be a great revival uh, before the end comes. So, hopefully, we'll be a part of that. Anyway, I'm done. That's that's really good, Dave. Man, it's a lot to think about. Um, I'm, as you as you're talking, it, it's spurring my two brain cells to kick in gear, and <laughs> uh, one of them said that uh, this whole thing that's going on in our country now did, didn't just happen on the spur of the moment, and it wasn't just planned last week. What's going on now has been going on since post World War II. Just after World War II, I say late fifties, early sixties for sure, and the well, one you could mark it on a calendar. When they took prayer out of schools, was one, and when they legalized abortion, is two. You go back to those days when they did that. You could almost, like a clock, see the depravity of our country and of our youth in this country, and the hatred toward Christians and 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 all that. Even though there was a Jesus movement in the early 70s and millions of people got saved, uh, that was just brief and short lived. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm part of that, you know, and, and a lot of the listeners are. So, yeah. And so, but going back to the election, Trump is going to win, but people need to realize they can't just, uh, for, until the Lord comes back, this is our home. This is the country that Americans live in. And so we need to do concrete things to change it. And one of them is, we need to pressure our congressmen, congresswomen, and senators to change the voter laws to make to, to take away the mail-in ballots. You need to you need to find out their phone number and start bugging them and and doing all that. And the other thing, what 
has been, I think, contributing to what's happening in our country, morally speaking, is from the time of Roe versus Wade was uh, abortion was legalized and prayer was taken out of school, those two events weren't that far apart. And our universities have been used as training centers for what we're dealing with today. And the, the anti-government, the anti-American rhetoric that is taught by these professors that a lot of the money these universities are receiving is coming from our own government in grants and bonds and, and loans to these universities to teach them, our kids growing up, to hate America. And so um, I, I, I just think that people who listen to this broadcast and other people out there that are saying the same things as we are, we need to change our system. In, in the Lord, I think the Lord's coming back really, really soon. Uh, for sure, I think in my sh- lifetime that I have left, and I'm 62. So, um, but I, I'm just saying, until then, Trump is going to win, but that doesn't mean the next four years after that that somebody else worse than Biden might get in. I mean, Gavin Newsom is talking, I mean, he's talked about running for president in 2024. So, uh, you got these these uh, the governor in Michigan. You got the guy in Wisconsin. You got so I guess what I'm saying here, a short spill it here, is we need to change our system completely. It's not just the voting system. It's our schooling system. It's our public schools. My son uh, started ninth grade this year at um, uh, Los Angeles. I won't tell. There's a city in Los Angeles. I won't say what school district. Okay. But his first book in English honors. This is English honors. Is why girls have big hips. Oh That's my goodness. The first book. That's the first book. The second book he read was the uh, the hate that we give, and it was about a young black girl in a school being treated bad by her friends, her white friends, and this is the stuff. If anybody's listening to us, and hopefully there's a, quite a few, this is the stuff that's being taught to your, our children all over the country, actually all over the world. So no wonder these people that are rioting, these Antifa people, if you look at the tapes, they're between 18 and 24 years old, most of them. And a lot of them are not African-Americans. They're just Caucasian white kids out pillaging. And a lot of them come from affluent rich homes it's and that's been proven uh-huh. so what's what's going on with our system it needs to be fixed and only god can fix it but god uses people to do his work he uses he's supposed to be well he uses the church but the church is kind of sitting on her on her laurels right now generally speaking there's some right. really good churches out there but generally speaking the churches are just sitting and they're teaching you know um how to be a you know a good community leader, you know, or how to you know these certain things. You know, you need to serve more in the church. Well, that's great, but what are we doing for our community? What are we doing to lead people to the Lord in a community? Uh, not appeasing the governor, not appeasing our mayors, but appeasing God, who, which I've said before in the past, fear Him. Who can throw? Who can not just kill the body, but throw your soul into hell? Right. You can do both, or either or, whatever he wants. So, we're, and uh, I just think that um, 
with this election and what's since COVID in March, I've seen America completely different than I've ever seen her before in my right. in my life. Same here. Um, I, I and I I've I seen things on television I thought I would never see. I used to hear people talk like us in programs like we're doing about these things that we're seeing. And I thought, yeah, that's 50 years from now. That's going to be in the middle of the tribulation. There's nothing to worry about now. I'm like, now we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I just want a wake-up call, not just for myself too. This is for me, but for the church and for everybody listening, uh, just sitting around is not going to do it anymore. It's just not right. going to, we just, it's just not going to do it anymore. We can't be, apathetic anymore and just well i i'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count that's kind of true right now but at the same time if those 72 million trump voters didn't vote at all we wouldn't even have a chance at all right now that's right so those votes do count because we would if nobody voted and and biden beat us by 15 million votes or something it'd be it'd be a mute point but he didn't he didn't beat us by that much. He actually didn't beat us at all. And so everything that we do matters. And that's one thing I've learned in my short lifetime is life is a bunch of little things every day that add up to one big thing at the end of your life. And that is, can you say to the Lord, well, will he say to us or to me, well done, good and faithful servant? That's I, I mean, I want to hear that from him. That's my goal. Um, to hear that from him when I see him. Um, and that should be for every Christian. And part of living the Christian life, I was taught growing up, which I don't think was right in the church. We're, we're supposed to, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Supposed to love the Lord, you know, be a good father, be a good husband, be a good Christian, good believer, um, as a man. Right. But don't worry about politics. You know, that's that's the world system. Right. Well, we live in this world system and in our politics and leaders need to be godly men and women. Uh-huh. And uh, and I, I just think that as this next few weeks unfolds, that we're going to see God do a miracle. And right. we're going to know Trump's in office. God put him there, literally. Uh-huh. And. Why did God put him there? Is he give, he's given us four more years to get our act together as a country. And and then obviously the church to get its act together. That when these restrictions finally come off, not to take our freedom of worship so lightly, our freedom to assemble as believers so lightly. Um, remember the days we could go to church anytime we want and not have to wear a mask. Those days are not right now. And so um, I just uh, sitting here, listen to all of us because the tribulation, I believe, is really close to starting. But we still have time before it happens. Right. There's still time. Right. And um, and there's there's a reason why Trump didn't lose election night. If he wasn't supposed to be our president, he would have lost that night. But he didn't. Yeah. So God's in control of this, and I think for me, the Lord is saying, "Okay, what are you going to do? What uh-huh. are you going to do?" And I would say to anybody in in America listening, it's we've 
we are right back to where we started 240-something years ago. We're fighting for our freedom. Right. We're actually fighting for our freedom again after 240-something years. And I would say to America, we have to fight. And I don't mean guns and all that. I hope it doesn't come to that. But we need to pray for our leadership, pray for President Trump. We need to pray that godly men and women will be voted into office and that these uh, the scam of these voting machines and these dead people voting will be totally revealed and America will finally see what really happened. And they they may, the liberals or the, the commies, they're not even liberals, I call them the commies, the commies, communists, will see, they won't even be able to deny it. Yeah, you caught us. And I think that's just what needs to happen. We need to have a wake-up call here um, until the Lord comes back. This is our place where we live. Right. You know? And I think right. shows like Opposing the Matrix, Dave, that you started 10 years ago, I think that's it's why it's here. That's why it's here right now. Yeah. It's no, it's no accident. No, I agree. It's it, For a long time, it was, a, it was a, an entity that was uh, before its time. Um, but now it's it's reached its maturity, I think. And and um, you know we were we were talking about the church sitting on its hands and and not doing anything. And and you know we've been blessed with uh, well, if you take maybe the last thirty or forty years off, two hundred years of uh, of freedom. You know so much so that uh, that freedom has been um, maybe uh, abused to where we we think that it, we deserve that freedom. Uh, actually, it was fought for um, by the, fa- the founding fathers, and um, if, if it hadn't been fought for, uh, we'd still be bowing to the queen or king, as the case may be. Who knows what that universe would have held? But anyway, um, you know, there's uh, G- Jesus or Yeshua himself. Uh, well, he, when he was in the garden, he he asked, I think, two or three times, you know, can this cup pass from me? You know. And and I do believe that I, I don't think he was struggling with it. I, I just think that maybe he was. Uh, he, well, he was definitely in stress because he was sweating blood. <laughs> you don't do that unless you're in street, extreme stress. But um, anyway, yeah. uh, and hopefully never none of us ever have to go through that kind of stress. But anyway, he knew it had to happen, and he could have. It's he said the somebody one of the apostles he says don't you think i could bring down what was it 14 legions of angels you know he says but i can't do that because this it has to be done this way you know and so he ended up going to the cross you know and and we talked earlier about you know that you know that there's going to be bad times no matter what yeah we have these times like the last four years you know for especially for us have been pretty good um but, uh, you know, the, the, the liberals didn't like it too much. I should say leftists. There's good liberals out there. But uh, the leftists didn't like it too much. And But um, it uh, there's God never promised us a rose garden, okay, even after the, the crucifixion. Matter of fact, Jesus said, Yeshua said many times, um, you know, I, I haven't come to bring peace but a sword, you know, because he knew that. There was going to be a lot of conflict um, with people believing in him, and in Jerusalem there was, as a matter of fact. And um, you know, it's funny if uh, if you if you read a Hebrew Bible, 
um, the the Tanakh, the Old Testament. The uh, the Book of Daniel is not placed with the prophets; it's pr- placed with the writings because they don't consider da- consider Daniel to be a prophet, and because it's obvious that the Book of Daniel proves the Messiah, which was Yeshua, Jesus. And as a matter of fact, there's um, in uh, and I, I don't read the Mishnah and I don't read the Talmud, but I, I can look it up and and I looked it up in uh, in Sanhedrin 97b. Uh, it says a sage said. May the curse of heaven fall upon those who calculate the date of the event of the Messiah and thus create political and social unrest among the people. Then there's another one that talks about uh, uh, may the bones of those, uh, let's see, blasted be the bones of those who calculate the end. Um, and, and it's very important because I think that Daniel, uh, from a Jewish perspective, is probably one of the best books to read. And I just wanted to read... Um, like the last half of Daniel 9. And just to show you that um, that God has a plan and that it it includes the salvation of men from sin at the beginning with the, with the crucifixion of Yeshua, but it also shows that there's going to be hard times until the end. So um, in, in the passage, Daniel was in exile and he was, you know, they all the Jews were at that time and they were in Babylon and um and and he was praying for his people and that's see that's what we need to do we need to pray for this country and he says um he says now for therefore o, o god uh hear the, the prayers of thy servant and his supplications and cause thy face to shine upon the sanctuary that is desolate for the for yahweh's sake O my god incline thy ear and hear open thine Open thine eyes and behold our desolations, the city which is called by thy name, for we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but uh, but for thy great mercies. O Yahweh, hear. O Yahweh, forgive. O Yahweh, hearken and do not defer thine own sake, my God, for the city of thy people called by thy name. Okay, it gets better here. Um, and whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin, the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before Yahweh my God, the holy mountain of my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the, the time of the evening oblation or the evening prayer. Um, and he informed me and talked to me and said, Oh, Daniel, I, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression or sin. Um, and to make an end of the sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth, I'm getting chills up my spine, sorry, from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem, just like Darius said, unto Messiah the prince, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks and the street shall be again shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times 
and after three score and two weeks, Shamasaya be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the and unto the end, the war desolations are determined. And uh, then it goes into the anti. Let's see. Let's see. And he shall confirm a covenant with the many. It's talking about the Antichrist or the Anti-Messiah. He shall confirm a covenant with the many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall put a cease to the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. And that's the return of Yeshua. And that, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So God's got it all under control. He knows what's happening. He knows every step that every man's going to take, that the devil's going to take, that the Antichrist is going to take, and certain things have to play out. You know, we I don't know if you've ever gone to see a live play or, you know, even gone to a movie. <laughs> you, you go to a movie and, you know, you've especially if it's a movie that you've never heard about or, or something you've never seen or heard very little about, and you don't know what to expect. And the whole time that you're watching this movie you're, you're, or, or this play, you're speculating, you know, okay, what's going to happen next? Okay, what's going to happen next? Oh, I'll bet you he's going to do this. I'll bet you she's going to do that. And you go on and on and on and through it. And, and that's, a, that's okay to do because that's, that's the, the sign that you have a healthy brain and that you're, you can work things out and try to second guess and guess and everything else. And, um, but no matter what we do, we cannot change that script, uh, either of the play or the movie. It's all planned out. The actors know what they have to do. They know when to raise and lower the curtain. Um, you know, the, the guy that operates the sandbags that drops different scenes in the back of a play, he knows exactly when to do that. It's all choreographed. And a lot of people will look at that, well, not a lot, but some, that I've known, and they'll say, well, that means that we don't have free will, that we, you know, that everything's planned out for us, and we're basically a robots or automatons, you know? No, that's not, that's not the truth, because we can decide to to say yes or no to something. Ultimately, it'll turn out to where things will turn out in God's favor, but still, we, we still have the right, uh, we have free will, that's what I'm trying to say. To, to say yes or no, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do this. Um, we'll use an example. Um, uh, well, let's just say that, you know, you know that it's going to be a bad day at work because you heard somebody say something. So you decide, well, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll play a sick card and I won't go in today, you know. And so you don't go in that day. Well, I'll, I would bet a, a good deal of money that, the next day that you went in is when that thing is going to happen. Because if it's meant to happen to you, it's going to happen. Um, so, you know, we can make decisions that will put things off, that will make things happen later on. But ultimately, you know, God's going to and, – and, and, you know, God can change his plans to to work around you. You know, um, Jonah would be uh, would be one example. You know, he was told to go to a preach, preach to the Assyrians. I think it was the Assyrians at Nineveh. 
And he's like, hey, I'm not going there. <laughs> this is, you know, I hate these people. These people have been raiding our villages and raping our women and taking our cattle and killing us left and right. Why should I go there and preach to them salvation through through the Lord, you know? So he decides to, to, to head the other way, gets swallowed up by a big fish. A lot of people say it's a whale, but I think God knows that a whale's not a fish. Um, so it was probably a, I don't know what, what it was. It was a shark or what, but anyway, and he stayed in that thing for three days until it bellied up onto the shore and then spit him out. And, um, and during that whole time while he was in there, he was praying. He was like, well, maybe I made the wrong decision, you know, and, and God, you know, you, you're, you're taking me down to the depths of the sea, the bottom of the sea and, and taking me here and there. And, and I would, he was basically begging and saying, I'd do anything to get out of this right now. And, um, and he got out and he still didn't want to go, but he went and did it begrudgingly, but he went and did it. And, and then he was mad afterwards that he had done it because the Assyrians listened to him and, and obeyed the word of the Lord, you know? So well, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's important that, you know, we realize that, um, everything's under control and that, uh, you know, in December, if if it goes to, this, uh, to the House of Representatives and uh, one representative comes from each state and there happens to be 37 uh, Republican legislatures in, in this country, um, Trump will get back in and it's going to tick off a lot of the liberal leftists, excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of problems at that time. Uh, there's you think the cities are burning now? or burn the last six months, this, uh, if he gets back in, when he gets back in, it'll, uh, it'll be a powder keg ready to explode. And, um, and that's when I think that, um, you know, after January, um, 20th, when he's sworn back in, or it may be later, I don't know, but, um, you're going to see so much unrest in the streets that, you know, you're not going to believe your eyes and it's really going to be a temptation to lose, to lose faith that, you know, yeah, well, you know, good God, you, you got Trump back in, but you know, they're 20 miles away. They're burning Milwaukee or, you know, Los Angeles is on fire or, you know, you don't have to worry, Eric, they're not going to do anything in your state, but, um, you know, so, it's going to be another time when people are going to be going, Oh wow. You know, is what's going on? What do we do? What do we do? You know? And, and, and we got to just realize that, that, that just like this Daniel passage shows that, you know, God, what was it? Uh, the, the Jews went into captivity, I think in 586, and they were there for 70 years. So it would have been what, um, five, 20 or something like that, that they would have went back to Jerusalem. Um, and then, um, you know, then there was the time of the Maccabees and then there was the, uh, the Greek reigning over them and then the time of the Maccabees. And then there was the Roman invasion and things like that. And, um, it, uh, you know, that there's always been a time of turmoil in that nation's history and, you know, there are obvious reasons. One of them is disobedience towards God, but another one is that they're chosen. And because of that, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're persecuted because Satan doesn't like them because they're chosen and because the Messiah came through them. Um, anyway, um, so, you know, he, he nailed it. I mean, if, if you do the math the way that I've written books, 
it goes right down to the year that Jesus gets hung on the cross. Okay. And um, so there's there's a seven year period left where basically um, it's going to be weird and all hell's going to break loose. Um, I think there's going to be two different parts of it myself, but that doesn't matter. And, and, you know, when it all happens, it'll, it'll, it'll happen the way God wants it to happen. But, um, it's just, um, we, we have to just trust, uh, when Trump gets put back in office that, um, he's got everything under control. And, and frankly, I think that he's going to use this time to, to open up all those sealed indictments and start hauling people in left and right. And um, I, I got a feeling also at that time that there's going to be a lot of openings in Congress. Um, yep. That and even in the Senate, because I think Chucky e. Schumer is going to go bye bye for sure, um, and others, Diane Feinstein, um, because they're they're as crooked as the day is long. And um, so you know it's it's just because it's going to be a time of uh, where the road the the defecation hits the rotary oscillator so to speak to put it kindly or nicely or nicer um, and uh, but it it can be used as an opportunity by the president to say okay there's civil unrest um, and there's people that are causing it and fostering it and um, you know and also you know that uh, the election fraud and everything was perpetrated. And endorsed by a lot of people in Congress and everything else. And, uh, that's one reason I think Nancy Pelosi's keeping her mouth shut for the most part. Uh, she knows what's coming. And, uh, it's, it's not going to be pretty for her. Um, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and pretty are two words that don't go together. Very good. But, uh, anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. And, um, like I said, God's got it all in his playbook. Yahweh's got it all in his playbook. And it's um, it's all going to come down and it's all going to happen. And like you said, um, you know, they were making fun the other day saying that Trump has called himself the chosen one. Well, that's not what he said. He just said that I've been chosen for this. You know, there's a big difference between the chosen one, which is the Messiah, and somebody that's been chosen for us. And we're all chosen. You, me. Um, the three of us, the listeners, um, are all chosen of God. It says in the scripture that, that we're chosen. We're, we're called out. We're special. We're a peculiar people. And, um, so when he says that he's, you know, chosen of God to do this, you know, I have no problem with that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you were. Um, but, you know, it takes, it takes a demented and, um, and, and leftist mindset that can, that can twist words into anything that they want to, to take that out of context. And, and we've watched that for the last four years at least. Um, but we've watched a man that, um, uh, takes a tick, uh, takes a licking but keeps on ticking, so to speak. You know, he's like Rocky Balboa. He just keeps coming out of that corner. And, um, I admire him for that. I admire him that he's got a backbone. I admire him that, uh, uh, he, you know, you and I and most of the listeners, you know, we we got to watch what we say, because if we tick our, somebody off at work, you know, we can get turned into HR on false charges or whatever. Um, or we can get fired from our jobs or, you know, um, somebody could report us to Facebook and we'll lose our Facebook account <laughs> uh, or, you know, any number of things. But um, Trump has nothing to worry about. You know, the guy's sitting pretty. 
Um, if they if he didn't get reelected, which you know is not going to happen, he just goes back home. You know, he's got billions of dollars to sit on. He, you know, he's got it made. He's got nothing to lose, absolutely nothing to lose, and everything to gain. So he could he could sit there and 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 say, you know what, I'm gonna just gonna take this on. You know, um, and I just admire the heck out of the guy. I really do. He just He's got. He's a man's man. He's he's not a coward. He's not a uh, a snowflake. He he uh, believes in fighting for what's right and not cowering against people that uh, pretend to be better, bigger than he is. And um, so anyway, I'm I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> um, if anybody, you know, I we've gone on for what? Let me click on this an hour and 30 minutes of i you know if we ever go too long and anybody's got to leave you know uh talking to eric and, and brian you know please um feel free you know i know that you guys have lives and stuff like that uh we go for two hours but you know it's if um we can we'll still keep the two hours but if anybody needs to, to go i understand because uh, i've done a lot of the talking and i feel like i've monopolized a lot of the time <laughs> Uh, I think you you done all right, Dave. I don't I don't think you you have a lot to say, so um so okay. don't worry about it. So I kinda yucked quite a bit during earlier in the show, so I kinda dominated for a while, so I think take that, our turns. I think that Brian Brian, are you still there? Okay, yeah, I think Brian had to leave early and that's okay. He's, oh. Okay. He, yeah, he's got a um a big day tomorrow. So Okay. Got to get to bed early, but yeah, we can keep on going. Yeah, I just wanted to be sensitive to everybody, and uh, yeah, sensitive Dave. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, so uh, this let's we can go into, and I, I'd like to, you know, because I, I build it as part of the show. Um, and uh, so my, myself, I happen to think that, you know, um, let me let me give you a, a couple of I had a couple of visions. OK. And um, or dreams they might have been. And, and one of them was um, where uh, I was it was I was like in this field and everything was dead. The trees were all dead and everything else. And there was a burnout car on the right. And there was an old burnout um, school bus um, to the left in front of us and and I remember in in, in this dream or vision or whatever it was that that because um, you got to understand I don't I never remember my dreams and when I do they're usually something significant so um, this is quite a few years ago but in that dream I, I dreamed that um, that I was with a group of people and we were seeking shelter and we thought that hiding in a school bus would be a good idea, and it was nighttime. But it looked like um, there was a, there was an eerie-looking um, glow in, in the eastern sky, and uh, so we, we got into the bus, and then I realized that you know it was nowhere near um, sunrise, and that glow just got brighter and brighter and brighter, and then I realized it was the return of the Lord. Okay. So I kind of I woke up kind of confused because you know um, I was like okay well I'm under the impression that back then I was a, a pre-tribber 
And um, I was under the impression that we were going before. And um, now I'm under the impression that, you know, it's it's mid, mid-trib. But anyway, it's neither here or there. But that seemed to suggest, you know, uh, to the end. <laughs> um, and then there was another one where uh, I remember just – vaguely walking out of this it was like an underground facility and uh, my head had been shaved and there was another person with me and their head had been shaved and we were dressed in white we were being led to the gallows and there was like people all along the walls on both sides and they were all like jeering us you know insulting us and stuff like that and um and so i just um um, I looked. I just kept looking forward, thinking, okay, well, you know, the end's going to come really soon. So, and that would kind of lend more towards the mid trip. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I was praying the other night, and I, I asked the Lord. I said, you know, I'm a little confused about this, you know, and and um, I asked him, have, have you since since Jews are are you know, there's going to be 144,000 and stuff like that, and I said, you know, are are there Jews living today? who will not go up in the rapture, but will go through the, the tribulation um, unto death. Um, and, you know, we'll be joined with everybody else afterwards, you know. And I never got an answer, but it's, it's an interesting thing to think about because, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, is there a destiny that's that's different for 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 Jewish believers than or some Jewish believers than there is for 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 others? Are some going up in the rapture and others are going to stay here to to uh, <coughs> preach to the world? You know, so it's um, it's it's kind of had me conflicted the last last week or so, you know, and and um and uh, anyway, so I, I just thought I'd bring that up because. Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting because we don't ex- know exactly what God's plans are, <laughs> you know. Um, we we get a pretty good idea, you know. But um, will will the you know will there be like a Jewish remnant that's left over to to carry on and to to evangelize the rest of the world, uh, to or, and to evangelize the Jewish nation too because they're going to be evangelized. It's clear through Scripture. So um, anyway, it's just it's just something that's really pecked my interest, and I'm really going to start researching into it. Um, I don't care either way, you know. I mean, if he calls and we all go up together, that's great. Um, if he says no, you know, I'm 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 taking most, but you know, you're going to stay here and um, help to evangelize the your people and stuff like that. Well, then that's okay with me too. But, um, it's just really weird. And I've, I've never been, I'm not confused because I know that, that the devil is the author of confusion, but I'm wondering, you know, I'm just, I'm praying, I'm laying it out in prayer before the Lord and, and wondering what that actually means, you know, and I've, um, my wife's listening, so she's hearing this, but, um, I just prayed the other night, so I'm not. I haven't really kept any secrets or anything, but um, I just, you know, it makes you it makes you wonder, you know, when you look into the the the, the two rapture scenario and stuff like that. There, you know, is there a credibility in that? Um, it's it's just weird. It, it really is, and 
So I'm, you know, be praying with me about that. I need the clarity. And, um, so, but anyway, um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the, um, the return of the Nephilim. And, and, um, you know, I was watching Chuck Missler's, um, series the other day, um, uh, because he he brought that into everything he talked about. It seemed like, you know, you, yeah, he truly it, was a pioneer. You know, yeah, one exactly. of the pioneers of it. Exactly, and 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 um, now now Chuck Missler was as a believed in a pre-trib rapture, and uh, and he had his reasons for believing that, and um, and I'm, I got to look and see if he did a video on that 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 shows why he believed that, but. Um, Anyway, um, uh, that having been said, you know, that uh, he said that he would always say there's some weird times coming ahead for us, you know, and and for this world. And um, I got to ask you, um, Eric, and I think Brian's gone. Yeah, no, he I'm is. here. Oh, you're here. OK. No, I'm here. OK, Brian. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you were. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I, I was. Uh... I got raptured and then I came back. I guess I messed All up. All right. Oh, you yeah, got right. kicked out. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't brought up in this in the show ever that I think of. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Nubiru? And um, I, I have a lot of Spanish friends, uh, Christians that. Um, you know they have a lot. They have a lot of friends in the southern hemisphere, and supposedly, from the southern hemisphere, if you look through telescopes at the sun, you can actually see planets close to the sun. And um, you know, I don't know if these are Photoshop pictures or what, or if it's just one great big hoax. But um, you know, the whole buzz in the Spanish Christian community as is this: the bureau is here, and it's going to lead to the return of the Nephilim and, you know, they're equating the Anunnaki with being uh, the fallen angels, which, you know, there could be a, a correlation there. Um, because if you, uh, uh, if you look at, uh, where's the scripture? Um, there's, it's in one of the Kings and it's talking about all the tribes of the nations that were in Canaan at the time. And, um, oh, the Anak, the Anakim. Yeah, it talks about the Anakim. And the Anakim, if you look up the word, the roots of the word, it means the long-necked ones. And I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, they're the ones that are supposedly brought the Nephilim back to the back into the Middle East anyway, um, after the flood. And they're called the long-necked ones. And then you see the pictures of the greys, and they all have long necks. And... <laughs> So, you know, are, are those the ones that was there genetic manipulation going on where they were creating Nephilim right there in Canaan? Um, because when when Moses was, uh, no, Abraham was told that his people would go to to Egypt. Um, to, it says to a land that they did, do not know and that they will um, be there for 400 years. He says, and then he says, and after four, 400 years, no, after four generations, because so he's equating a, a generation to be a hundred years. God is, he says, your people will return to the land because they can't. In other words, they can't go there now because the wickedness of the the Canaanites is um, is not uh, at its fullness yet. And um, there's a, there's a lot of mystery in that if you look at it. And seeing that the Anakim sounds a lot like Anunnaki. Um, 
you know, and then you hear about the supposedly Nibiru coming through our solar system. You know, there's it kind of makes you wonder. Have you guys heard about anything like that or talked about it or? I, I have. I you have. have. I yeah, I studied up on uh, Planet X. They call it too. Uh huh. For about about two years. And I was on all the websites, did all the research, and I've come to the conclusion it's probably a real planet. Right. Uh, but how close it is to the Earth, we don't really know. But um, it uh, correlates with the scripture, or what, you know, the way I interpret it. Uh, there's a place in the Revelation where there's like basically a meteor shower, and it says that these things fall from the sky like figs from a tree. Yeah, and men, men curse God, and you know, and and that, and some scientists say that you know, Christian scientists, not Christian, but Christian, say that's a meteor shower, and so if that, it's just to say, because you got to remember, John, he's seeing this vision over two thousand years ago, and so in Revelation eight eight, he sees a mountain burning with fire. Well, uh-huh. to us, that's a that's a that's either a comet. Or a meteor, or right. you know, asteroid. Okay, but to him it was a mountain burning fire. So if you read into these things, not read into it like misinterpret it too much because you can get crazy. But let's say it's a meteor shower. Well, uh, if meteors are falling into the sky and they're say let's just say they're the size of basketballs, uh-huh. um, that would look like to John like a fig tree losing figs in, in a windstorm, just just falling all at once. And uh-huh. so. Nibiru, from what I've gathered, it's out past our solar system, somewhere on the other side of the sun. Right. It has it has a thirty six hundred year elliptical orbit around the sun. Uh-huh. The last time it came by, oh gosh, my memory is fading me. That's when the flood was. was. Yeah, it was right after the flood or during the flood. It was thirty six hundred years ago it came by. The flood was, uh, what? Yeah, about four or five thousand years ago. So about that time, so um, if it's true, and I'm not saying this is, but I, I think it is uh, pretty pretty accurate, God uses a lot of the natural things that we have to judge us with. Uh, for instance, you know, um, Moses and coming out of Egypt, you know, locusts and hail and lightning, and so things like that. So it's not uncommon. So uh, this thing is uh, four times the size of, of Jupiter. So uh-huh. it's very big. But it's small for a star. It's a dead star. It doesn't put out light, but it has a very heavy gravity. Brown dwarf, and I think it, they call it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the gravity is like a real sun, but without the without the the, the fire, without the glow of our sun. And what's, so it, what's the oh, issue ahead. with it? Like it, it's a is it's the issue that it's going to pass through the orbit uh, by the Earth and it's going to destabilize. Um... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 so big it has its own planets in following it around it. Right. Because it's a dead star, and it's also got all this basically garbage following it. All these meteors and asteroids that are all stuck in its gravity. So as it passes by us, with, which in millions and millions of miles, which in space is not very far, even no. let's say million, let's say a hundred million miles, that's not uh-huh. that far. And this thing is four times the size of Jupiter. 
Jupiter? Jupiter. As it passes, all that stuff following its trail is going to just pulverize the Earth. And so uh. what's interesting in Scripture, uh, Revelation, which I've taught uh, quite a few, is in the middle of the tribulation, um, there's this uh, meteor shower and a big, huge earthquake. And then three and a half years later, right before the return of the Lord, there's another massive earthquake where all the cities fall and all the mountains fall flat. So the theory is, this is a theory, that Nibiru or X passes by about the middle of the tribulation and all this stuff that's following just pulverizes the earth. It passes the earth, but as it passes the earth, it causes, it pulls on the earth, uh, uh, on its earth's axis. It pulls uh-huh. on the earth. And it causes a massive earthquake worldwide. And then it passes by the earth and goes around the sun. And so the earthquake's over and we're out of the danger of that. But three and a half years, it comes back around the sun, the other side, and does it again. And that's oh. toward the end of the population. So uh-huh. that's why people, and I'm not saying this is Bible, okay, guys, you, you, you know, it's just, it just makes sense. And NASA has come out and said that they found another planet out there, a, ten, uh, a ninth or tenth planet. I guess Pluto's not a planet anymore, but... Um, no, it's a Mickey Mouse world back. anyway. Yeah, so let's just say ten, because I, I believe Pluto's a planet. Let's just say ten, Yeah. and I want to argue about it. So they found this beyond the orbit of Pluto, like billions of miles beyond the orbit of Pluto, a, 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 another planet or dark, dead star... But it's so big, but yet they they can't see it because it's not putting out light. It's almost like without an infrared telescope, you almost can't see it. Right. But it's it's a, but it's a solid mass, and it's uh-huh. moving at something like between sixty and a hundred thousand miles an hour through space. But it's it takes such a huge orbit. It takes thirty six hundred years at that speed to do its complete orbit. And if you go back in history, 3,600 years, you go back even further, and if you believe that this thing is real, you'll see huge events happening on the Earth during that time. That's interesting. Yeah, so this thing, um, and there's, you know, I heard, too, the same thing, the Southern Hemisphere. I've seen many videos of it, two suns coming up. And I just want to share something that happened to me, uh, and this is from me, not something on YouTube I saw about this. Yeah, I've been in, been in California five years. So I'm just going to say about seven years ago, I was in Oregon. And it was about um, in the fall, almost this time, maybe a little earlier, September. And the sun was going down. Yeah. And the sun went down and it got dark. All of a sudden, the house lit up and the sun came up again. Whoa. And I, and I go, Loretta, I go, Loretta, look at this, look at this. She goes, oh, my God, and it's the sky lit up again, and then the sun went down again. But it didn't come up and go down slowly. It took minutes and minutes. It wasn't, huh. like, a, it wasn't like a meteor blowing up in the sky, lighting the sky up for a few seconds. Right. And I, I remember that. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so um, it, was, it was kind of in early evening, right, right when the sun goes down. So this was seven years ago, and – I've never seen it with a telescope. I believe it's real. I believe there's a lot of stuff out there we don't know anything about. Right. I mean, 90% of our ocean has not been explored. Uh-huh. We know more about the moon than we do about our ocean floor. So, right. 
Um, so yeah. yeah, and that's that's one of the judgments. That's actually going to, I think, going to be used for several of the judgments. Uh, the hailstorm and the two. There's two great earthquakes in the middle. Of the, one's in the middle of the tribulation, and one's at the end. You know, and you know, so, it's, Brian, you have tied so many things together right now because um, our theory has always been that. Uh, well, actually, the angels we know that sinned before the flood are locked up in Tartarus, um, but uh, there's indications that they're going to be let out for a while, and and the whole thing that you know that we've looked into and we think that might be true is that the Earth is on a 23 degree tilt because that kind of locks up the chamber. Yep. And if the if the um, planet comes by and it were to right the Earth to a zero degree axis again. That would open up the chamber right around the middle of the tribulation. Those beings would be let out. It would start the the, the time of Jacob's trouble, the last three and a half years. Yeah. And then when then when Yeshua returns, those angels or Satan especially is going to be cast into a pit for for a thousand years. And then um, it, so maybe when it comes back, it'll tilt the earth back at a three a twenty three degree tilt, and they'll be locked up again. So that, that could happen. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the reasons the days are shortened. Nibiru probably shortens the days. It says I'm quoting somewhere in the Old Testament. It's just narrowed down to half the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Earth, the earth wobbles like a drunken man. Right. Yes, so that's what I was going to point out. Yeah. So if you're in space and you're watching the earth and you could see it moving, it would wobble like a drunken man. So it's not just nuclear wars during that time that's going to do this. That's not nuclear power is very powerful, but it can't move us off our access. I don't right. know how many they light off. Right. It has to be something massive. And so this would do it. Uh huh. Definitely. And, it would, and God would use it to bring judgment with the earthquake, but he also would use it to shorten the days to bring mercy at the same yeah. time. Yep. You know, we've also talked about, um, you know, the fact that uh, time travel is possible and and they might have it now and they might definitely have it during the um, the time that time. But um, it's interesting to note that um, it, I think it's in the 10th chapter of Revelation, just before the seventh angel blows his trumpet, uh, the sixth angel makes a proclamation and he says, behold, time, time will be no more. Yeah. And when you I look at that. Get- and you you Sorry, look into this. That's okay. Thanks. And you and you look into the scripture, and you look up those words, and it, it means something that has existed has been changed into something else that has not existed before. And so it, it seems to suggest that that God is going to put an end to time and time and space as we know it, and that uh, it it would be quite possible at that time. It's and it's going to be for an indefinite period because we know that there's going to be a millennium and there's going to be day and night during that time, but. So if if maybe he's uh, maybe mankind is is going to be able to with the help of fallen angels to try to manipulate time and try to change things and I think he's tried to do that anyway but um and and, and God's going to say well you know what I'm going to I'm going to play my trump card no no pun intended um and and I'm going to just end time altogether and that way you can't manipulate something that doesn't exist anymore and imagine what that's going to be like, because he's going to meld the, the spiritual dimension with with our, our physical dimension that we have now. And all those people, no wonder they're going to cry, you know, 
when they see Yeshua returning, because they're going to be seeing all of the hideous beings that they've been worshiping, um, all the demons, all the fallen angels and everything. And they're going to say, wow, this is, you know, the, this is all true and, and we're doomed. We, you know, we're going to, they're going to be wailing, like he said, uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth. And, um, it, man, it's, I, I feel for anybody that's going to have to go through that at yeah. that time. It's, it's going to be a terrible time. But, uh, um, it's, it's, hey. it, yeah. Oh, I oh. just thought of something. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. About, I, I studied it for quite a while. I was really into it for like a couple of years. And one of the things I just remembered when it passes the sun, goes around one side and passes the other it's not near as big as the sun but it's still really big okay right uh-huh. uh, okay the earth there is just for numbers sake the earth is twenty five thousand miles around um saturn or jupiter is three hundred and eighty six thousand miles around right this is three to four times bigger than jupiter so right. it's big and as it goes around the sun it causes the sun to heat up because it's uh-huh. cooling on the sun and so there's a scripture in Revelation where men get burned with intense heat. Right. And it scorches them, and they cry out to God to hide him, hide them from the one that sits on the throne. So right. that's another effect, maybe, of Nibiru. As it passes around the earth, the sun, it's already done what it's going to do for us. But as it goes around the sun, it heats the sun up. And right. It's pulling on the sun. And right. so that's what might would be one of the issues with that and, judgment. And it also falls into place where they're saying, uh, where they're hiding in the, in the rocks and the cliffs, like you said. Um, where, where would the rocks and the cliffs be? Well, it's, it's known that in this country there's probably about 40 or 50 deep underground military bases, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, it's quite well, possible that they're going to hide in there trying to think that they're okay. <laughs> I know. But, and, and think about it, Dave and Eric, with this, Nibiru, if this is true, earthquakes usually happen where there's a lot of faults and a lot of earthquakes. Okay, you get earthquakes in the Midwest, but they're not eights and nines, there's threes and fours. Uh-huh. And then there's places in the world that don't ever get an earthquake. So what would cause something where the whole world at a single moment literally shakes at the same time? A large, a large celestial body passing by. Everything that can be moved will be moved. Right. With this, yeah. Right. Yeah, you you don't want to be in Hawaii when that happens uh, because the islands are all going to disappear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's right. How many electoral votes are we going to lose when that happens? Uh, I I shouldn't make light of that. I'm sorry. That that wasn't nice. But um, um, anyway. Yeah, it's man, we ought to continue this on another show. Um, because this this is a fat, fa- fascinating subject for me. Um, yeah, Nibiru is a huge subject on online. It used to be, and there's a lot more about it. Um, it's a lot. There's a, anyway. There's a lot more to go on it than what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, well, Brian, you I, we went past two hours. I I know you wanted oh. maybe to leave a little early, but. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you stayed. I'm glad you stayed because this this whole subject's been fantastic. Um, but uh, oh, thank you so much because I, yeah, you know, I hear I, I have this Spanish friend and he's translated some of uh some of the some of my works into Spanish on the Delusion Resistance website, and um, and he keeps posting about Nibiru, 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 and I'm like, 
okay, this is nice, but uh, some of it seems kind of, you know, fan- fantastic, uh, fanciful or something like I can't think of the word right now. But, um, you know, when I'm looking at pictures of two sun settings, you know, and, um, and pictures from the North Pole or South Pole, I guess it was, where, um, you know, where there's two suns rising, and uh, and the other sun doesn't seem to be as bright as our sun. It's it's it's, it's like a reddish color, but not quite as bright. Um, and that could be because it's it's absorbing energy from our sun. But um, anyway, it's 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 so very interesting to to know that and and to tie it in with scripture is is just is just awesome. So man, yeah. I'm just totally stoked now. I ain't gonna be able to get to sleep. So that's okay. not my fault. <laughs> I know, I know. So um, somebody suggested that you know we we have a closing prayer, and um, one of the things that they suggested we pray for is for for uh, uh, for Jim and his uh, radio ministry, and I think that's a good idea because uh, uh, you know we we love Jim and we want him to succeed in everything he does, and and it really looks like his he's taken off, man. It's it's really great to see. So. I'm really happy for our brother, Jim. And uh, so uh, maybe in closing, I'll say a prayer real quick, and uh, then we can say goodbye to the audience and and look forward to our show next week and decide what we're going to do. I'll call Gordy and see if he wants to come on. But um, if not, maybe we can continue what we were talking about tonight. So, um, Father, we thank you in the name of uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And... We thank you for his love and what he did on the cross. And um, we thank you that that you're in control of everything, that we don't need to worry about anything. You said in your word, Yeshua, that uh, why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has enough worries for its own. And, um, and we can't change the color of our hair or, or anything about us by thinking about it or worrying about it. So we let's just give us the, the strength and fortitude to be able to live day by day and not worry. You know, it's, not to, not that we're going to shut off tomorrow, but that we don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. And uh, we just thank you for all our listeners. I thank you for, for Jim and Eric. I just pray that the three of us will be able to continue in health, good health and peace and prosperity, as well as our um, our audience. And that uh, you would just uh, continue to bless Opposing the Matrix. We're on our 10th year. Uh, next month, we'll have some kind of show where we celebrate the 10th year. Um, cause it started in December, Lord, but, um, we just, uh, just thank you for all the blessings. Thank you that this show is growing and, and we want to thank you for our brother, Jim, who's, who's gone off on his own father. And, and it seems like he's just going like a locomotive father, full stream ahead. And, and we just pray that you give him everything that he needs, everything that, um, his ministry needs. We pray that you would, uh, help him to find his phone that he lost um, and that you would just uh, just be there for him and everything. That you would give him fantastic health, that he'd be healed of any infirmities that he has, and uh, and just that he knows in his heart that that he's loved by by a lot of people, including the three of us here in the audience that we have here. And um, you you set paths for people to take, Father, and sometimes those paths happen to be where we walk with one another and other times those paths are where you send us to one city and you send two others to another city and things like that but uh, we we will always come together in you and be with you 
at that at that right time when you decide to call us to be home with you. So um, I just pray that, um, uh, well, a prayer of thanksgiving for everything that you've given to us and uh, that you would just um, keep our jobs safe, that you would keep our our family's safe. And uh, when we're out exposing this stuff, Lord, a lot of times uh, we uh, there's people that don't like it. So when, when Trump does get reelected, Father, we pray that you keep our city safe. Father, we, we confess the sins of our land, Father, and they are many, uh, almost too numerous to, to, to talk about, Father. But, you know, we've killed babies, this nation has, for, for decades now without an afterthought and, um, and given rights to people that don't deserve rights, Father, and, and, and condone lifestyles that are totally anti-biblical. Um, we the, the sins of our nation are many, and we just pray that you would look, look down and forgive our nation, Father, that you would bring, bring people to repentance and that you would start a revival, whether it's in Michigan or if it's on the West Coast or or wherever it is, Father, but where, wherever it is that it would go not just nationwide, but it would go continent-wide, and then hemisphere-wide, and then worldwide, and that this world would see a revival like it has never seen since forever, since it has ever been. And that um, that will usher in um, your your return even the more quicker. And um, well, we thank you for everything, and we bless you, and we praise you. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, guys, audience, uh, everybody have a good week, and, or weekend, I should say. No, no, good week. It's Monday. Um, and uh, we will see you the next time we see you. So, All gentlemen. Right. See you later. Gentlemen, right. have a good one. All right, take care. Bye-bye. You, bye-bye. Bye.